0: What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. I'd like you to turn in your Bibles. Um, let's go to Hebrews eleven five, 5, please. Again, this, is, this series, uh, Abiding is the With God Life. With God Life, that phrase is from Dallas Willard. I encourage you to read his books, get a cup of coffee. He's like the C.S. Lewis of America, they say. If you don't understand him, go talk to Rick Merrill, because Rick's one of the only guys I know that understands him. (laughs) But this phrase, the with God life, he gets out of bed every morning, and he sits at the side of the bed, and he says, God, I thank you that you're with me. And if you need Bibles, go ahead and raise your hands We got to edit the video a little bit, Jeremy, because nobody raises their hands during the video, so we'll just do it after the video. Keep them raised if you need a Bible. Thank you. Here's the question that we're going down when we think of abiding, and so here it is. Can we get to the place where we live completely abandoned to the will of God? never losing our consciousness of the presence of God? Can we get to the place where we live completely abandoned to the will of God, never losing our consciousness of the presence of God? Now, right off the top, that's a really, really bad question. And here's why. Because I asked it from my perspective. Can we get... Christianity is not a, 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 a religion, right, that, that you go get something. The kingdom is given. We receive. We're receivers. And so a better question is this, because it speaks to the core of our hearts. Does God desire to bring us to the place where we live completely abandoned to the will of God? God. Not my will, but yours be done. Completely abandoned to the will of God. Never losing our consciousness of the presence of God. Meaning, all of my thoughts, all of my emotions, everything that I have is in line with the Holy Spirit of God in his movement. Can we get there? Think about this. When you become born again, the Holy Spirit comes in you. And your spirit that you were born with was dead and cut off to God because of the fall. Like I've said before, Jesus was born, born again. His spirit at a young age was never cut off from God ours was and so you get the what's called the regeneration of the spirit right the holy spirit connects with our spirit and our spirit becomes born again we become alive we now have union with God because of the presence of God is inside of us. And according to Ephesians 1.13, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Now, we have a spirit, but we also have a soul, a soul, right? And the soul has three parts, the mind, the will, and the emotions. Say that. Mind. Mind. Will emotions one more time, mind will emotions. Yeah, so here's what happens we think out of our own mindset. We've been this is why Rick's message was so important last week because he talked about Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, where he says, If you don't got verse 2, you don't, you can't do verse 1. And some of you, like, what's verse 2? Here's verse 2 Don't be conformed to the ways of this world. But be transformed, and again, metamorphosis is that word. What does that word mean? Beautiful butterfly, transformed, you're not a caterpillar. By how? Renewing of your mind on what? The word of God. So if you're not, so my mind, I don't want to operate out of my mind, I want to operate in the mind of Christ. Scripture says, you have the mind of Christ. It's not what I think, it's what he thinks. I knew this jacket. It just wasn't going to (laughs) last. I'm still broken over the dolphin. (laughs) The mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. So your thoughts, you want to bring them into, God, what is your mind on this? Well, he's already told you a lot of that, and that's, that's in Scripture. And then we, then we have our will. So mind, will, and emotions, right? Our will, I will, I want, I want, I want to do this, I want to do this. And what did Jesus say in the Garden of Gethsemane? Not my what? Will. So Jesus had a will, but he submitted his will to the presence of god to the father to the spirit and he didn't obey his will he obeyed the spirit's will not my will yours be done and then you have your feelings well this is what i feel we don't want to push down feelings because feelings are real but I want to align my feelings with the feelings of God. God, what are you feeling? And we see Jesus feel. uh, Matthew chapter 9, he looks over the crowd, and he's filled with what? Compassion, this deep brokenness, because he saw the people, they were like sheep without a shepherd, helpless and harassed, and his heart broke. And so many times, we're not feeling what God feels, we're not thinking what he thinks, and we, don't, we do not want to surrender our wills. Why? 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 Because we don't believe that God is love. We don't believe he's love. If we believed he was love, perfect love casts out all what? Well, I'm afraid to surrender all. What is that? God desires to bring us to a place where we are completely led by the Spirit of God at all times and this life is the abundant life that Jesus promised where my mind my will and my emotions and everything that goes along with that is submitted to the Holy Spirit of God at all times. Not just when I'm at church on Sunday. Not just when I'm doing my devotions. Hebrews 11:5. Look at this guy, Enoch. Enoch. And this is a hall of faith, like if you made it in chapter 11, you made it, baby. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death. And he was found, he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was By by the way, people say rapture is not in the Bible. That kind of sounds like kind of a rapture, right? Anyway, I'm just saying. Um, Now, before he was taken, help me to stay on track, God. No, no more rabbit trails. He was commended as having pleased God. I want you to highlight "pleased God." Please highlight "pleased God." He pleased God how did he please God? And, and listen, this is the heart that's convinced of the love of God. And as you're convinced of the love of God and you, you're overwhelmed by his love, you start living from a place that I love God, that the love of God is the foundation of how I live. And so he pleased God. But why did he please God? I bet he was convinced of the love of God. Why? Genesis 5.24 says this about Enoch. Don't go there. We don't have time. It says Enoch walked with God. And he was not, for God took him. He walked with God. God wants to walk with you. Say that. God wants to walk with me. God wants to walk with Come on. Some of us, again, don't believe that. Because we don't believe God is love. When I tie these two verses together, Hebrews 11:5, Genesis 5:24, and I just kind of sit in there walking with God pleases God. Guys, he doesn't want you to do great things for him. He doesn't need you to do great things for him. He took a prophet that hated the people he was sent to. And it was the greatest revival ever. Get over yourself. He wants you because he loves you. Not to do anything. Sure, you'll do some stuff. But if you do stuff, guess what? It's not you doing it. It's him doing it through you. Because Philippians 2.13 says this, it is, it is God's good pleasure to will and to work. In you, He wants to work in you and work through you. This is what he does. But man, a lot of us aren't working because we're not convinced that he loves us. We're not at a place of where we are abiding in his love. I was at uh, last week, I was at a wedding uh, with Jackie and Ethan and a few of you were there phenomenal wedding and God was glorified in it as we were leaving Ethan's mom came to Colleen and and we met him you know met him for the first time and and I couldn't hear cuz the band was loud but she's she's just like looking at my wife and just like you could tell the love and the appreciation like you had my little baby for the last few years. There, there was a thankfulness in Mama Bear's heart. And she says, you know why my son came to your church? Colleen's like, no. And the mom said, because you brought him a sleeping bag. So back up a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't homeless. <laughs> he was at JH Outback doing the Outback thing. It was really, really cold, like, like, like. And he wasn't prepared. Colleen heard about it, and she's mama bear. So she's, she, she goes home to get the sleeping bag, right? So she comes to me, and she says, hey, Chris, I'm going to go home. I'm going to grab a couple sleeping bags. These guys, these guys forgot them. And when she tells me that, I said, babe. These dudes are dudes. God's going to teach him a lesson. It's called the law of navigation. Boy Scouts are always prepared. I guess trail life's always prepared. Scouts had done left the building anyway. So, So I'm like, babe no, don't do that. You think she listened to me? (laughs) She didn't didn't listen to me. You will submit to my authority. Anyway, (laughs) no, I don't run my house like that. So she wanted to go. I'm like, all right, baby, go ahead. She goes, she gets it. And that was the decision if this lady leaves camp, drives 25 minutes, drives back 25 minutes, give me a, a sleeping bag. That's the kind of church I... I thought all these years, I thought it was my preaching. <laughs> so if you can make a donation today, we're going to order a bunch of sleeping bags, and we're going to have sleeping bag invite cards. Just kidding. So as I heard that story... such a jerk. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Now, what is that? Is that God? Whose mind is that? Stinking thinking. So, as I sat with the Lord in that, and, and, and Jeremy, put up 12 rules for life. I want you to understand something. Colleen was right, and I was right. We were both right. Why were we both right? Because there was truth in what I was saying. But I was in dad mode wanting to teach and train. She was in mom mode wanting to nurture, right, and care and, and, and kind of come in like that. Listen, this is, this is why the Holy Spirit is so important because you have two truths there. Just like this book's an awesome book. Great principles, great rules. Rule number three in this book is make friends with people who want what is best for you. Off the top, that's a really good rule. It's a great way to think through how I can choose friends. But again, not thinking in man's mind, in God's mind, is that what God does? He made friends with Judas. He makes friends. (laughs) He makes his enemies friends. Right? So, is it a good principle? Hey, 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 you got to look at the fruit of somebody's life. Are they selfish? Are they self centered? Are they this? Are they that? But, but man, to throw a law over something without being sensitive of the Holy Spirit is where you are going to get in trouble. And this is why so many Christian children have been parented by the law and they hate God. Because the law used to whip, the word's used to this, the word's used to that, and it's not spirit-led. And listen, here I am, a pastor is a few years ago and I wasn't walking in the Spirit. Was I walking in truth? Yes, that was truth. But truth at the wrong time in the wrong way is wrong. Now, parents, go home, get out a piece of paper, Holy Spirit, were there times where I just used the law on my kids because I was frustrated? Where I raised my voice where I was so concerned because I wanted them to be super this and super that, and I, I was taken advantage of, so I'm not going to let them take, be taken advantage of, so here's what I'm going to do. And all of this stuff, we're operating out of our own self rather than being led by the Holy Spirit on how to parent. And so my wife was moving in the Holy Spirit I made a quick decision without checking with the Holy Spirit. The truth was coming out of my mouth, but I was wrong because I wasn't walking in the Spirit. Does that make sense? This is why abiding in the Spirit, walking with God is so important for the Christian. You cannot do life apart from the Holy Spirit's leading. And so we have to learn how to hear. We have to learn how to be sensitive to the Spirit's voice. We have to know the Word of God because the Holy Spirit would never contradict the Word of God. We have to slow down. Sometimes we're just making decisions quick without checking with the God that created the whole earth and everything in it, what do you think, God? What do you think, God? I want you to turn to uh, Galatians 5.16, please. Boy, another conviction happened as well. Jackie's dad was telling a story about how she was driving in, the, uh, in this one lane and a speeder came by and then cut right in front of him to get off the exit. And Jackie says, way to go, you made it. <laughs> and I was like, "Ah, oh, I got to leave this wedding, God. You're wrecking me. The sleeping bag, now this... See, I was over here in the Pharisee's chair thinking, I'm good because I got this word down. When everybody cuts me off, here's what I say, and I usually do it. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. <laughs> Understand that's, that's a position of pride, me better, you worse. Father, forgive them. for you. Know. <laughs> and then I'm like, I might, God, help them learn how to drive. I might give them that. But Jackie, whoo! You did it. You made it. Oh, that's next level abiding. And I'm not there yet. (laughs) Galatians 5.16, but I say walk by. You could also put abide in. These are not Greek definitions. I'm just saying this is how Scripture Uh, puts this in different places in different ways. Abide in, walk with, be led by, move with, right? Like this all-encompassing life, every action with the Spirit, capital S. That is the Holy Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. What if you're not struggling with sin, What if you're just not conscious of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit and surrendering your life to the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, do you want me to get on this iPad? Holy Spirit, do you want me to go to the fridge and get that pint of Ben and Jerry's? Holy Spirit, do you want me... Ooh, we don't like that. What if every decision you made... You asked the Holy Spirit. And so I want to, I want, you might want to write this down. It might not be you're struggling with some sin. It might be you don't want, you don't want the Spirit's leading. You don't want that. And, and, and may, may, listen, I don't want that at a buffet. There's many times I don't want that. Right? Why? Why? Because I don't believe that God is love and that his ways are better than my ways. And I think, I think I can build a better life. It says you will not gratify It say, you maybe you might be able to get over that one issue if, no. It says, you will not, you won't. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And there's the war, capital S, spirit. The desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For they're opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. The things you want to do, yeah, if you are born again, you want to do the will of God. That is in you. You can't get away from it. But sometimes our flesh overrides the Holy Spirit of God. Think about this. I'm tired. I just need a break. Am I I the only one that, that ever says that here? What if I ask the Holy Spirit the next time I have that thought, would you remind me to ask you? Are you tired? Do you want to do anything right now? And some of us have built up pathways and strongholds that when we're tired, we just go to it without even thinking about it. And he's not leading you on his path for his namesake, paths of righteousness for his namesake. You've created paths for yourself. This is who I am. This is what I do. How can I, how, how, can, how do I know this? Ah. It's all of us, guys. It's all of us. But God's going to bring us out of that self-life into the abundant life. Why? Because Jesus promised, abide in me and I in you. What's the most important thing there? John 15, 4, abide in me and I in you. It's not me doing it, it's him abiding in me. And my confidence is not in me ab- getting it and learning it and, and having it to it. my confidence is him doing it through me. It's him doing it through me. It's him doing it through me. He's going to do it. He's already done it. I want you to look at verse 18, but if you're led by the law, excuse me, if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. What does that mean? It means this. When you're led by the Spirit, you're always going to obey the law. So you're not under it, but you're completely aligned with it. If you move with the Holy Spirit all the time, you're gonna be completely aligned with the written word of God. You're gonna want what God wants. You're not under the law. And this is why Jesus says, my commands, they're not burdensome. First John five. My commands are not burdensome. Just why, again, Jesus said in John ten ten. I've come to give you life and life to the what? Full. My yoke is easy. My burden is what? Light. Come to me. I'm going to give you rest. Rest from your, for your soul. He's calling us. He wants to take us in. I want us to go to Genesis 3, 8, please. This focuses us on the character and nature of God and the fact that he is so loving, so graceful, and so kind, but also it shines a light on us. This is after they, they, they ate the fruit. They rebelled against God. Everything was perfect. He had this one little, one little rule, and they broke it. In verse 8, they, were, they, they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So there's there's a couple things I want you to get out of this passage. First of all, they heard the sound of the Lord God walking. And the question is, how did they know that? It's because he did it constantly. They recognized it. This wasn't a one-time thing. Oh, you sinned, and now I'm going to come to get you. I I believe they recognized it because it's kind of what happened. Why? Because God wants to be with us. He wants to be with us despite us. This is the with God life. This is what he created. The second thing that we see here is that God came to them after they rebelled. After they sinned, they didn't repent, they didn't cry out, they didn't fast, they didn't read any Bible verses, they didn't, do, they didn't go to church, they, didn't, they were hiding away from God, and he came to them in their rebellion. Why? Because God is love. Again, the first time I watched pornography as a little eighth grader, this voice came in my head, you cannot talk to God because you're a hypocrite. He doesn't want to talk to you. Stop doing what you're doing and then you can talk to him. Listen, guys. There's so much bad doctrine in the church. That is the God of the Bible is the God that comes into He comes into your mess. Don't run and hide. And that kept me, that lie, that stronghold, that false belief, kept me away from God. Let me just say this. When you have a wrong view of God, you're going to compartmentalize God. And all of us do it. Meaning, I did my devotions today, now I'm going to go to work. You're compartmentalizing God. Your devotions are or while you work if he's with you he'll never leave you or forsake you it's not from one thing to the un- next thing to the next thing that's how we think if you have a wrong view of god you're going to compartmentalize when we compartmentalize God, and oh, that's church, and and that's this, and that's that, we're going to miss the with God life. No, God is with us always, always. The third thing that we see from this verse is, because of our sin nature, we have a natural tendency to hide from God's presence. And you might want to write that down. I have a natural tendency in my flesh to hide from God's presence. And again, it's rooted in the belief that God does not really love me. If I'm hiding from a loving God, I don't know God like I should. And again, that's okay. This is why Paul prays for the church in Ephesus, that you would know the love of Christ, how deep and how wide and how high, and it surpasses knowledge. So none of us knows the love of God completely. We're going to continue to be convinced of the love of God. And that's one of my prayers that's, that's constant, by the way. God, convince me of your love. Convince me of your love. So I begin to believe it, so it changes how I live. Early in my walk, I was doing drugs and at a club. This guy wanted to ride home. His name was Jim Bernard. We're riding in my Jeep. We go under the 95 pass, and he says to me, I'll never forget it, hey, bro, I heard you're going back to church or going to church. I'm going under, and and he says that to me, and what do you think I did? I said, "Hey, bro, I don't want to talk about that right now." Compartmentalized God. That was rooted in me. Why didn't I want to talk about it right now? Because I want to have fun, and God is not fun. <laughs> I didn't know God. I believed in Him. Didn't really know Him and what He was like. I don't want to talk about Him right now because the guilt and the shame that I'm carrying—that I don't understand the cross. I don't understand the gospel. If I'm standing in my sin, if I'm standing in my works, I don't understand the gospel. So I'm compartmentalizing God. I don't want to talk about him now. Three, years, three days later, he was found in his bathroom. He committed suicide. And it broke me. Blood on my hands. The rebellion... The compartmentalization, the selfishness. What if I would have said, Yeah, bro, I'm a horrible Christian because real Christians don't get drunk, do drugs. But guess what? There's this Jesus that he keeps forgiving me despite my mess. And so I'm preaching to you as a hypocrite. In fact, it's okay to preach like that sometimes. Not all the time. I did have one good story. I was in a club called The Dark Side. And I was trying to hook up with this chick. And when I heard her story, she was so broken, such a mess, God kind of overridden me, rode me, whatever the word is. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, you really need to go to church. Only Jesus can help you. Now, don't start a getting drunk, getting drugs ministry down in, in the clubs. But what I'm saying is sometimes we compartmentalize God and we, and we miss God. And it has severe consequences to us. Why? Because it might not be drugs and and all of that for you. What it might be is I miss my devotion so I don't feel like I can speak about God. Or I got on porn last night so I can't speak about God today. Or right, I'm kind of in my own feelings so I really don't feel like I can speak about God. Is that the mind of Christ? Is that the Holy Spirit? Are you walking in the gospel? No, you're not. You're walking in yourself. Jeremy, if you can go ahead and play that song. Father, we just want to continue in that posture of prayer. But I know that there are blocks right now because of past trauma, because of past wounds, hurts, bad fathers, imperfect fathers like myself, who meant well but didn't know how to walk in the Spirit. God, I pray that you would just come into that now and that you would just begin to convince us of your love we want to abide in you we, we see the beautiful call and the beautiful invitation to come and abide but Lord there's areas where we really really don't trust you deep down deep down because we don't believe that you are love And we ask that you would just forgive us we ask that you would just cleanse us God of every defilement that have shaped our image of you, that has distorted your goodness, God. And may we fix our gaze on the cross because the cross demonstrates, it shows, it answers the question for all time that while we were still sinners, while we were rebels, while we didn't want you, you died for us, Jesus. And I pray that you would just burn that into us, God. So that we would long for the enjoyment of a, with God life, abiding with you. And we would see supernatural things happen because we're walking in the presence of God. Because your word declares, I've set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. At his right hand are pleasures forevermore you are good god and there's nothing but good in your heart and we didn't get what we deserve like that song says because jesus you took what we deserved wrath because of our rebellion so pour out your spirit in this place today may we be a people marked by the love of god confident and convinced in the love of God, sure about the love of God. And may we move from that place. We ask this in Jesus name. Amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.